It was on a Monday, April 2nd. I was cruising in the vicinity of Beetlejuice when a meteor no larger than a lima bean pierced the hull, shattered the drive regulator and part of the rudder, as a result of which the rocket lost all maneuverability. I put on my spacesuit, went outside and tried to fix the mechanism, but found I couldn't possibly attach the spare rudder, which I'd had the foresight to bring along, without the help of another man. The constructors had foolishly designed the rocket in such a way that it took one person to hold the head of the bolt in place with a wrench and another to tighten the nut. I didn't realize this at first and spent several hours trying to grip the wrench with my feet while using both hands to screw on the nut at the other end. But I was getting nowhere and had already missed lunch. Then finally, just as I almost succeeded, the wrench popped out from under my feet and went flying off into space. So not only had I accomplished nothing, but lost a valuable tool besides. I watched helplessly as it sailed away, growing smaller and smaller against the starry sky. After a while the wrench returned in an elongated ellipse, but though it had now become a satellite of the rocket, it never got close enough for me to retrieve it. I went back inside and sitting down to a modest supper, considered how best to extricate myself from this stupid situation. Meanwhile, the ship flew on, straight ahead, its velocity steadily increasing, since my drive regulator too had been knocked out by that blasted meteor. It's true there were no heavenly bodies on course, but this headlong flight could hardly continue indefinitely. For a while I contained my anger, but then discovered when starting to wash the dinner dishes that the now overheated atomic pile had ruined my very best cut of sirloin. I'd been keeping it in the freezer for Sunday. I momentarily lost my usual level head, burst into a volley of the vilest oaths, and smashed a few plates. This did give me a certain satisfaction, but was hardly practical. In addition, the sirloin which I threw overboard, instead of drifting off into the void, didn't seem to want to leave the rocket and revolved around it a second artificial satellite, which produced a brief eclipse of the sun every eleven minutes and four seconds. To calm my nerves, I calculated till evening the components of its trajectory, as well as the orbital perturbation caused by the presence of the lost wrench. I figured out that for the next six million years the sirloin, rotating about the ship in a circular path, would lead the wrench then catch up with it from behind and pass it again. Finally, exhausted by these computations, I went to bed. In the middle of the night, I had the feeling someone was shaking me by the shoulder. I opened my eyes and saw a man standing over my bed. His face was strangely familiar, though I hadn't the faintest idea who this could be. Get up, he said, and take the pliers. We're going out and screwing on the rudder bolts. First of all, your manner is somewhat unceremonious, and we haven't even been introduced, I replied. And secondly, I know for a fact that you aren't there. I'm alone on this rocket, and have been now for two years, en route from Earth to the constellation of the Ram. Therefore, you are a dream and nothing more. However, he continued to shake me, repeating that I should go with him at once and get the tools. This is idiotic, I said, growing annoyed because this dream argument couldn't very well wake me up, and I knew from experience the difficulty I would have getting back to sleep. 
Look, I'm not going anywhere. There's no point in it. A bolt tightened in a dream won't change things as they are in the sober light of day. Now kindly stop pestering me and evaporate or leave in some other fashion. Otherwise, I might awake. But you are awake, word of honor, cried the stubborn apparition. Don't you recognize me? Look here. And saying this, he pointed to the two warts, big as strawberries, on his left cheek. Instinctively, I clutched my own face, for yes, I had two warts exactly the same, and in that very place. Suddenly I realized why this phantom reminded me of someone I knew. He was the spitting image of myself. Leave me alone for heaven's sake, I cried, shutting my eyes, anxious to stay asleep. If you are me, then fine, we needn't stand on ceremony, but it only proves you don't exist. With which I turned on my other side and pulled the covers up over my head.